Welcome to Live Let Thrive, a podcast about the Airbnb life, the share economy, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Micah and Steve. Hello, hello, hello. And welcome back to another exciting episode of Live Let Drive. What is going on, Micah, man? I am chilling. How about about yourself? Ah, doing all right, man. I got that Rona. (laughs) (laughs) So, what what episode are we on? We are on episode 144 of your favorite Airbnb, VRBO, short-term, long-term, real estate, rentals, podcast in the world, Live, Let, Thrive. And Steve is officially COVID-19 positive. <laughs> well, I mean, I might not have it anymore. I was positive when I checked, which was Saturday, last past Saturday. Mm-hmm. So it might have, you know, it's already like uh, Thursday, well, it's already Wednesday. So um, it might be gone already, but I'm, I'm doing another test um, uh, tomorrow, doing one of the, the instant tests, I guess. You can do yeah. instant one. So okay. I'm doing one of those tomorrow just to see where I'm at with the whole COVID thing. I feel, I feel fine. I feel perfectly fine. I, my wife's the one that got like, got sick, you know, has like, um, I wouldn't say flu, but she got like a good cold going on mm-hmm. and cough and stuff like that. Um, me, I felt like fatigues, you know, um, you know, muscle, muscle soreness, um, and uh, loss of taste and smell. That's kind of weird. This is, that's the weirdest part. Lost the taste and smell. So get it back yet? Uh, taste pretty. I could taste, but the smell is like that's why I'm not wasting my money on on good coffee. I'm just pour, you know using Folgers mm. bullshit because because <laughs> yeah. why you can't taste it anyways, right? Yeah. And they both do the same job, right? Pretty much. But anyways, that's um yeah. So it's a uh, it's a weird thing. Uh, I guess I got the invincible President Trump, you know, genes going on with you can knock COVID like nothing, slamming down the mask and shit. So you're uh, good. You're a honey. <laughs> Fam- family's doing good, though, right? Family's good. Kids are good. That's a big thing. Um, you know, I don't, we don't want to say a lot of stuff on here because then someone will say, well, I know someone that or my uncle or my, you know, I don't want to offend nobody. Yeah. It ain't the, if, if you're, you know, middle age to young and you don't got shit going on it's probably not gonna fuck you up too bad you know it's you, you got only a 99.97 chance of survival and um and kids that don't thank god it don't for the most part mess with kids very much at all so that's a that's a good they're running around doing everything just like normal and yeah. um it's the wife you got a little sick and that's it but she's i mean she's functional and um yeah so i'm going to i guess i got the rona man that's it's fucking crazy dang but at least you're over it you know what i'm saying well not over it but you guys are feeling good y'all ain't hospitalized nothing like that y'all ain't on breathalyzers and all that good stuff <sighs> yeah there's the people that really that really go through a big heart hardcore and um yeah my heart goes out to them it's um it's, it's a really really contagious disease i'll give it that it's very contagious dang so just you and your wife got it and then and then um yeah just me and the wifey and, and I took a test and I and I filled out all the paperwork again for for work saying that I'm not going to be able to go and until mm-hmm. that's it is the crazy part and I don't know if I should be even whatever but they said you can come back 
um, to work if you have a negative test, right? You can come back to work if you have a negative test. Mm -hmm. But we won't ask you for the negative test. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So someone that had no sick days to cover this shit, they're going to be like, uh, I got to get back and start making money. I got shit to pay, you know? And That's so they might say, yeah, I got a negative test. Uh, then they're not going to ask for it, right? I don't yeah. know. It's not really... It's not really very organized how they're doing things, but let's talk some real estate today. How you how you oh, feel about it? So how long? So how long you been out <laughs> from work? Yeah. Um. Well, I took the test on Saturday, so I didn't go to work Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. My days off for Tuesday, Wednesday. So, so I've I've only had to take three work days off, and then Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm already off my my off days, right? And um, and I'm. Tomorrow, tomorrow, yeah, I'm still like I'm gonna take that instant test tomorrow and see where I'm at, and then um, and see if I'm gonna go back to work or not. So how so how the uh so you able to get some real estate stuff going on? How's the business popping off? Um, the business. <laughs> I I, I kind of alluded to when I was texting you. And I was like, and um, we're talking about. You said you know let your management company do their thing until they can't make the rent then start you know start speaking up more you know if they if mm -hmm. they cover the rent and they make you profit don't even worry about it if they're how they're doing things you know and so i was like okay i'll take that approach well this past month after all the fees and after all the you know the cleaning fees and after all their you know the management fees i did the math and i kind of i kind of was i kind of I told you like a half truth because I said they didn't make rent. Now, if luckily I had on my newer unit, I have a $99 uh, month this month coming up in December. Mm -hmm. So because of that $99 month, instead of having to pay $1,150 for that month, I profited probably about $750 bucks with both of, the, both of them combined. Combined. That's yeah. combined profit. But if I would have had to pay full rent, full month's rent for this month, I would have been in the negative by like $300 something dollars. I would have lost money. So luckily I had that $99, $99 um, um, month in my, in my pocket. So I still profited this month. But if it continues like this and next month I'm paying full price on both units, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to be profitable. And okay. so I had, I had went ahead and reached, reached out to him and uh, in a polite way and <laughs> asked him, mm -hmm. Okay, here's what I don't like y'all are doing here, here, here. Let's change this. How about the pricing? And they were cool. They were they accommodated with me. They were, I mean, they were accommodating. And so we kind of worked out like a an agreement how we can change the pricing and try to get more get more stays cuz one thing that I didn't like how they were doing and I mean if you can do this probably in certain areas and it might work and and especially with houses. I know you can do this with houses, but with one bedroom condos which there's like a fucking dime a dozen in dallas right mm -hmm. um you might not be able to use this strategy what they're using is like two weeks out and further they're putting everything for five day minimums so what happens they're trying to catch the big fish i understand like in a house yeah okay because you know you might be able to catch a big fish doing that shit but if there's so much competition that someone goes online and wants to book like a weekend in the future you're, you ain't going to pop up on their views because they want to do like a little two-day or three-day thing. You're not going to pop up on, on their views at all, right? 
because mm-hmm. you're five day minimum. So you're, you're not going to pop up. And I'm telling them, look, I'm, I know I'm probably missing 90% of the views because you have it set at five day minimum so far in the future. And we have not snagged any five day or more listings at all. You know, just that one lady that was, you know, the travel nurse, but that's different. Mm-hmm. So I, I had them stop that immediately. And um, weekends, you know, she said, well, I'll put everything on one day. No, no, keep weekends at two days, two days on Friday, two days on Saturdays. Further in the future, have the prices higher and then just come down on the prices. At least I'll show up in the people's searches, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm just trying to trying to just tweak it a little. I got like three bookings today. So, I mean, I don't know if that helps with it but i got some i started getting some bookings rolling in but yeah i said well didn't cover the rent so time to time to talk to them and so i talked to them about that and um and they were responsive and they did what i told them to do so there you go and plus someone someone one thing i've missed a couple bookings already because they didn't respond fast enough and then the the person retracted their shit you know what i'm saying so today someone came yes And someone came, someone came through today and said, Hey, you know, and, and I looked at the phone. I was like, boom, except, well, Hey, thank you for your interest in our place. You know, appreciate y'all coming, coming to visit. And then I sent them that, you know, welcome message. And then like 10 minutes later, local estates did their thing and they started sending their messages, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to lose. I'm going to, I'm going to be more proactive. I got to make the rent, bro. <laughs> I got to make the rent. I'd love to be a hands-off owner where I go fucking gallivant and Maui all, and then my shit runs itself. That, that'd be wonderful, but I got to make rent first. You can be that. I can. But, yeah, I know what you mean. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if they uh missing shit, yeah, I'd holler at them. Uh, especially if they're missing. I don't really like the two weeks out, five-day minimum. That ain't really my style. I don't really even use that no more. If anything, it'd be like a month out. Maybe I'll do like a three or four day minimum, you know, a month out, you know. But uh, other than that, I kind of do in the incentivized where I use kind of Sean's strategy with incentivizing the longer stay instead of forcing it. Um, That seems to work pretty well. How do you do Uh, that? hmm? How do you incentivize? Uh, Just give them, offer them discounts for longer stays. Like, hey, if you stay five days, you get this much of a discount on this day. If you stay four days on this day, you get this much of a discount. So then it incentivizes like a longer stay. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you did well. I mean, if they, you know, me, I'm like, you know how I am. I'm going to hop in when stuff's about to go sideways. I mean, I'm about to pick up five right now. We're getting five furnished up this weekend, getting those popped off and then letting it run itself from there. You know, if stuff don't go right. Then I'll be like, Hey, how do we fix this? You know, but who's, who's going to manage it? Um, comfy. Oh, comfy living. They're going to manage it, and, uh, you know, we're going to go from there. So, you know, it just depends on how you how – you, how comfortable you are, you know what I'm saying, and how you want your time spent, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, I, I've i been doing weekly to two-week meetings with uh, Federico. Those are cool, you know, so then I ain't got to always be hands-on with that. But other than that, your, your city sent me a, a $300 fine today. <laughs> your, I went city, off on huh? <laughs> your city now <laughs> i went off on them because like first off let's get it out there arlington's bored as hell with covid because they ain't got nothing going on and i'm gonna tell you how 
I know this for a fact. They're just sitting their asses down there. If you're an Arlington taxpayer, you need to get on their ass because they ain't doing shit. I keep hearing about these shootings in Southeast Arlington and they up here harassing people. So um, I get the, you know, they knock on your door to give you a citation, right? So it gives me the citation. I open it up. I read it. It says, uh, you've been operating a short-term rental at my home address here. I'm like, the hell are they talking about? Um, so, and he, Mahogany calls, you know, Mahogany, he calls, you start going off. Like, what are you talking about? We don't have no short-term rentals. We ain't advertised nowhere. Um, we're closed down. We closed our listings down a long time ago. This dude, it's how bored they are down there. So if you've got any problems going on down at the city council, they ain't doing shit, so call their asses. Because this is what this dude did. I go and look at all my calendars. He goes, no, it's, it's a listing on VRBO that has a two-night minimum. So I pull it up, and I'm like, bro, everything's blocked. We don't even rent here anymore. Everything's blocked out. He goes, no, 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 there's, there, there's some time available. I'm like, when? I'm clicking through the calendar. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, oh, it's December 2021. <laughs> bro you this fucking bored you're clicking oh, through a year man. a year from now that's what y'all doing down at the arlington city council y'all sitting down here clicking through airbnbs a year from now oh who's got openings that's <laughs> what we're doing with the taxpayer money here right man i'm like one bro i was like seriously I, I, i'm sitting here trying to get christmas bookings for next year in my own house okay so I was like, all right, man, I'll make sure. So I have to get with VRBO, have them take it down. I'm like, this what they're doing down there? Like, y'all bored down there? Like, what? Mm. Guy named, I ain't even going to put his name out there. But, yeah. It, Is that he, Brett? He, Brett? Or yeah, that's him. Yeah, he, Brett Mullins or whatever. The short-term rental. What is he? The short-term rental manager? The yeah, he's short. Short-term rental flashlight cop. I mean, <laughs> like, seriously? That's his you job, went, man. That's his. That's what. Yeah, he's get. That's solely his fucking job, man. To go look at listings all day. That's what he does. And you're that's, one finding ones that are a year out from now. <laughs> and I was like, I guess because I didn't close it. I, I just closed everything on Airbnb. But I guess Airbnb has a specific term of when they can open the calendar back up. So I'm, I think I might just go into Airbnb and say dates unavailable, default or whatever, just to remove the listing. But so what about the fine? What's he doing with that? And he said we got to go to court. Oh, jeez! I ain't paying shit. I'm like, look, man, your boy Brett bored. I'm like, the man over here eating Twinkies, donuts. I don't know what it is, and you're scrolling through a whole year worth of Airbnb listings. I'm like, or VRBO listings. I'm like, man, I even know I was listening there, but I'm gonna go get it handled. I'm like, look, man, I don't know what this dude's doing. I don't know how much time y'all have on y'all hands down here. There's shootings going on in South Arlington, people's trucks being broken into. But yeah, yeah. I, I'll tell you how it went because I, you know, I went to court like a few weeks ago, right? For oh, from for my um, short-term rental thing, and um, well, so yeah, so mine was you know operating without a without a permit, or whatever, and I had two. It was two um, misdemeanors because remember the first one's just a ticket, like the first one you get, that's just a ticket. What y'all got? But if he, if you don't, if let's say you didn't take it down, right, and he come, he'll come at you like in a few couple of days from now, go look at it again, and boom, he'd send you a misdemeanor immediately without even you going and handling the first one. Ah, that's it's bullshit how they're doing it. Yeah. And and yeah, you can't. So so anyways, I was gonna do court. It was right around COVID time, so they pushed it all the way back, and so I got it all the way back, pushed to November, and so I went a few weeks ago. 
And how it works, you go to like the assembly room. And it's kind of like a kangaroo court thing going on. But <laughs> you go to assembly the room and um, you, you get in there and you, and you, t- you take a seat. Everybody's socially distanced and shit. And then um, they have just regular like these the long tables mm-hmm. spread out. Like there's like four or five of them. And then in the back of the room, in the back of the assembly room, there's all the short-term rental, the short-term, uh, the, the host, host compliance guy. I'm like a judge. But when, when you get there, they tell you, okay, well, here's, you know, the guy is just speaking like to everybody. He's like, okay, the prosecutors are sitting at the end of those tables. And uh, if you want to go talk to the prosecutors and see what you can do about your, your fine, your ticket, everybody was there for short-term rental thing. And he goes, if you want to see about what you can do with your fine, or you could do deferred, educa- deferred adjudication, or you could do, he gave you these options, right? Or if you want to set like a, a, a jury trial, you can do that. And, you know, you, you just talk to directly to the prosecutor and they work something out with you. If you want to talk to the um, co-compliance people first, and then they have to show you the evidence of what you were doing wrong. And then um, he goes, Grant, he goes, now listen, the, the prosecutors, they're, they're not here to hear anything. And, or, you know, if the evidence says that you did it, you did it. So you're, you're guilty but you can work something out with them. So it's not like you're going to talk to a judge. You're going to say, Hey, you know, these guys, my calendar, explain your calendar thing. If they, if those prosecutors hear it from the code compliance guys that you're guilty, you're fucking guilty. So there's no fighting it really, but you can request a trial by jury or a trial by judge in a future date. If you want to do that, if you want to try to fight it, fight it. They're not there. Your first, your first appearance is not there for fighting it. It's just saying, am I guilty or am I not guilty? Uh, if you plead guilty, this is what you can do to keep it off your record. And so I said, I just went ahead. You know, mine was years. You have a fight. I think you have a bit of a fight. But with mine, I just like, okay, you know, I have these two tickets. They're two misdemeanors. I'd like to keep them off my record. Can I do that deferred adjudication thing? And looked at me. Okay, yeah, you know. And there were like $510 fines each, right? It was, it was big. The misdemeanor, the first one's like 300 that you got after that. If you haven't removed it, it's going to be like $510, the next one. And then, you know, it's going to grow from there. So I had two of the misdemeanor things. And he said, um, I said, I'd like to do the deferred thing. And he goes, okay, uh, boom, boom, boom. Okay. Yeah. If you don't, uh, if you don't do it again, you know, uh, whatever, if you don't have another offense in 90 days, then we'll take them both off your record. And then um, you'll, and then, you only have to pay 300 bucks for the both of them. So they reduced the fine to 300 bucks for both of them, which was going to be like a thousand something dollars. And then um, I had to just, I just don't have, don't do short-term rentals in Arlington for 90 days and I'll be, and they'll be off my record. So you didn't have to pay anything or you had to pay? I paid 300 bucks for the, (laughs) but with yours, it's your first offense. So um, probably they'll knock that $300 when you got down to, I don't know, 150 bucks. Who knows? Wow. You want to fight it, you can request a a trial by jury or trial by whatever if you want to fight it. But then that's more time, more money, right? Yeah. Or more court fees. So is it worth it? I don't know. It's on you. Yeah, I'm going to have to talk to the dude. She said we can have one uh, virtually if we can. Uh, Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what I can do. I'm going to see if I can do it virtually. If not, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm t- COVID positive and we're rolling up in there. So, hey. <laughs> you know. They won't let you in if you say that, though. <laughs> but, hey, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, it seems that they're bored as hell. Um, 
it, but that's yeah, it, you know, it is what it is. But I was like, wow, really? But I think I know what happened. I think because I, I went through and I started deleting all my Airbnb listings that I no longer use. And I think that one was tied to the ones over VRBO and then it popped up as mm-hmm. a two-day minimum and everything. I had everything blocked. So I'm pretty sure that's what happened. So I ain't tripping. But I'm just like, dang, dude, y'all really – scrolling through count is bored bro but I, I see if that's his job that's his job that's what we're paying people to do down there but i don't know but yeah oh, man, man i mean that that came across my my door today uh, but other than that man i finally got my condo up for sale oh. um, got that listed we uh put we went went in there and we completely remodeled it reno- renovated it um took the popcorn ceiling off um, you already, I think, yeah, you think you've seen it. I posted it on uh, Instagram. It looks nice, Facebook. yeah, it looks real nice. Yeah, so I've listed at 125. Hopefully, a good California cash buyer will come in and swoop it right up. Um, <laughs> cool. but yeah, so other than that, man, that's, that's what I've been doing. And then, then I got to start looking for my 1031 property as soon as that gets sold. So, just on my hustle, man, on my hustle. I'm trying to make 2021 a great year, you know. That's cool, yeah. Um, you got any bites so far? Any um, anybody uh, asking about the condo? Just people I've talked to. Uh, my realtor hasn't said anything yet. She talked to a few people that in the complex that are actually interested in buying it, but then most of them are gonna have an investor mind, so they ain't gonna pay it at one twenty five. But um, oh, other okay. than that, the I have an open house on Saturday. If anybody want to roll through, um, yeah, that's about that's, it. it. It's um. An Airbnb cash cow, if Airbnb ever gets, you know, allowed to do again right there, you know, a mile outside. Is it, is it within the mile or outside the mile? Outside the mile and it's in the HOA. So it's kind of a no-go on Airbnb. Okay. Unless the HOA changed their mind. Yeah. HOA changed their mind. City changed their mind. It's like, it ain't even worth the fight. <laughs> <laughs> like you got two, you got two barriers to jump over. It's like, you know what I mean? Right. right. I, I've been telling people it's a, make 16 we do 1600 to a thousand two thousand a month on a corporate so if you want it there you go fits the two percent rule the one percent rule so now are you leaving the furniture in, in it i definitely will for a full 125 cash offer you can have the furniture the tvs everything okay i'm fully stocked <laughs> yes, sir. all the way nice yes, sir. 125k that's not bad yeah so i'm gonna see how that works and uh hopefully we uh we um be able to get that pulled off. So but, so what is but, the reason you're selling it for? Uh tech Texas tax is too high to me, man. Yeah. I'm gonna sell it ten thirty one exchange it, triple the cash flow. Shit, yeah. Yeah. So Arkansas? Yeah. Triple the cash flow. I'm only arbitraging in Texas, so use Texas's economic system and arbitrage the hell out of it. <laughs> you know, use it for what nice. it's good for. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah. So you you getting a third unit, right? Yeah, over there in Fort Worth. Oh, how's that coming along? Uh, I should be ready December 13th. Tentatively, December 13th. December 13th? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. And this one I don't have to I'm not chained to a um a, ma- a particular management company. Yeah. So that's what that's the what I'm most excited about, you know, cuz I'm cool with the management company doing it, but I don't like the fact that I can't fire them if they do a shitty job. You know what I'm saying? 
So that's like the number one moral to the story that any, I'll tell anybody uh, that listens to our show, the, the number one thing, don't go into an arbitrage where the, the management is included because then you, if they do a fucked up job, you can't fire them. You're stuck with them. So yeah, I learned yeah. that. I'm learning that. I mean, I got to do what I got to do. I got to freaking finesse them. Got to, you know, mold them to what to be to be good at it. But um, I shouldn't have to do that. If I'm paying someone fifteen percent, they should they should go ahead and do that for me. I agree. I agree. So, so yeah. So I'm not going to be chained to one. Actually, how how I'm planning on doing this one is is um, me and Federico. Well, Federico's going to kind of be my my. He's going to run it for me. Mm-hmm. And uh. I want him to learn the game. I want him to learn how to, you know, manage individual Airbnbs because he kind of does that for y'all. I mean, he manages them from afar, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and does all the guest, um, you know, t- guest interaction, sets up the calendars and all that shit. Mm-hmm. So I want, yeah, he could do. I said, well, shit, you could do the management for this one, and then you know, as we expand further, you you know how to do it. I just hand them all off to you, and then you can handle them from from Buenos Aires. Yeah. And so um, you have boots yeah, on the ground, and, and he's. He had, um, that's the thing. I think we'll see. I need to talk to Sarah too, because she, she lives in Fort Worth, like right down the road from those particular mm-hmm. ones. So if I do need a boots on the ground, you know, I just say, you know, we'll have somebody that can go over there. Of course we'd give her some, you know, give her some money to go, but what if we ever Sarah, need, ain't she doing units, she's putting them together. Yeah. She's putting up, putting together the units. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah that's so so i know that's the the main thing for you is having boots on the ground right well yeah and you so boots on the ground. yeah so that's what i was going to talk to her about you know because she's going to be she's going to be setting up she's setting up 12 units there in that in that complex she's yeah. setting them all up <laughs> so, yeah yeah i passed up one of those deals yeah she said uh, went ahead and, yeah we got the other ones so where did you get those other ones at h-town H-Town. Yeah. H-Town ain't saturated yet? Uh, we got it. Uh, we in a good area, right by uh, the hospitals. Oh, yeah. nice. And I got, I kind of diversified it. I got a two-bedroom and then some one-bedrooms. Mm. So, yeah, had to – I was like, man, I, so I got – actually, Sarah's going to be setting up for all five of them. She going to go to Houston? Yeah, her and her friend or whatever, I think. Becca. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So they uh, gonna. It might be just her. I don't know, but um, yeah. They 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 sent me the mood boards. I was like, I like it. It's dope. So, once <laughs> I get those the, off, man, yeah. she's she's doing the mood boards. And she's doing the uh, now she's doing the actual like kind of uh, like a blueprint, like looking from above. If mm-hmm. you wanted to see how a layout shit was, so yeah, she'd do like an image of it above. She's, man, they're 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 coming up, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, so I'm gonna knock those five out because we're doing a total of 35 doors next year. So, 2021, we'll have 35 more. Hopefully, added on. Now, I told her how to, I told her about host GPO. Yeah, and um, and so she's 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 super busy, but she she she, she says she's gonna look into it. I said you're gonna save thousands of dollars, you know, for your clients too. Yeah. <laughs> with host GPO, because she likes the her, her systems. You know, she orders everything from Wayfair and. Um, and um amazon that's pretty much how she does it right now yeah but if she if she incorporates that a host gpo man she put it take it to the next level facts yeah that's all looking at host gpo too man if you can get somebody on to just get in there and do it grid everything on host gpo get it delivered set up you good so so you're yeah. getting five and and comfy's getting five also or what 
Yeah, we're doing a five-five split. Okay, yeah. so like a whole floor or two floors or what? I don't know if it's a floor. This is like ten doors. Yeah, ten doors. Knock them out. Get more. I'm trying to trying to do five per quarter. Trying to okay. do five a quarter. Five this quarter. Five next quarter. Five a quarter after. So we'll end up probably with twenty, but it'll totally be a total of thirty-five package deals. So. So is there a lot of uh, desperate desperate apartment complexes right now that need that are giving good deals? In DFW, I would say no. I would say no in DFW, and I don't know about Houston. I would say yes in Houston. I, actually, this is what I say: the deals are only as good as the person who's in front of them negotiating them. I'm, that, I noticed that's why I went to Houston because when I was in Dallas, I was like. People weren't negotiating deals. They had some terrible deals on the table. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, people going in, say, telling the owners they pay market rent. And I'm like, what the f-? But it's just people don't be knowing. So I was just like, okay, never mind. So I got with my crew. Me and my crew, we know how to do the deal. We just have somebody else come set it up. Because, yeah, people were – yeah. So it's a lot of people going to go under. I can tell. Because a lot of these people ain't running numbers and ain't doing the deal right. I'm like – Y'all can't be telling me y'all picking up market rent deals. And I'm like, man, because I just made an offer on a deal. I think I offered them 15% below and I'm waiting to hear back. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Oh, wow. But you're picking up multiple units though. Uh, this one was just with a direct landlord who was having trouble renting the place. I was like, it was way too high. I was like, that's why you're not renting it. And uh, I went and gave them my price. I ain't heard back from them. We'll see. But, um, yeah, when you do pick up multiple units, um, you should be able to work really, really good deals and know how to work deals out in your favor. Because like, I've been seeing people even picking up multiple deals, just having, like, bad terms. And I'm like, man, I can't do that, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Anybody told you you look kind of like Kawhi Leonard with your corn rolls? No. <laughs> you kind of do, man. Got the Kawhi no. look going on. No, sir. <laughs> You wish you had his money, though, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, other than that, that's what I've been on, man. Hustling, trying to get everything going. Cool, man. Um, I, I had something to say about uh, your, your team, your, your local estates. Okay. I think the problem is uh, they're in a growth phase, and they're ignoring systems. So now they're just kind of – what happens when you ignore systems is you, you kind of you build some bad blood with your clientele. That's how I look at it. Because I had an anonymous person kind of tell me, he was like, I went and talked to them for an interview on a few things. And he said it was some stuff he didn't like. So he just like kind of backed out. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. they get it better. They get better at it. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, it might be. It might be yeah. our, our buddy in downtown. I don't know. Maybe it's might somewhere. be. Okay, cool. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. So I was like, man. So we will see. I mean, maybe maybe it get better because, like, right now, when you when you have systems, I want to tell people this: when you have systems, it's easier to grow. It's way easier to grow because now you have the system in place. You don't have to worry about everything in the back mirror crumbling to shit because you ain't got the systems to support it, but you're still growing your business. You know what I mean? Mm. So. No, that's yeah, that's very important. Um. Yeah, it's 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 because you you remember you, did you watch Game of Thrones back back in the day? Yeah, for sure. 
you know, you remember when Khaleesi, the the mother of dragons, was they started, they started like, they started conquering all these places, right? And and so they would remove the people that were in power, the evil ones, mm-hmm. and they and they would like take over this place. They were freeing you from your oppressors. Yeah, they're all happy and shit. Yeah. And then they move on to the next, you know, place to. She was, you know, freeing and liberating everybody. Mm-hmm. But then. She kept getting word, hey, that place we conquered back there is falling back to the, you know, oppressors, the one before that. Because she didn't have systems to keep the shit, you know, free. Yeah. But she just got into the conquer mode. Ah, oh, this is, you know, fucking this conquer, this conquer, conquer, and, and free these people, free these people. Yeah, but it's going to all turn back to shit if you don't have systems to keep it, to keep it free. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of, yeah, kind of like how, I want to say local estates, they, they just, they see this, wow, we can get, you know, five units here, 10 units here. We can expand to Virginia. We can expand to Houston. We can expand to uh, Oklahoma. It's just like, that's expansion's cool and fun, but you got to keep your people happy that you already working for, you know, that's in real. the process. That's real. And I'm going to tell people that. Cause I, I had to, I was telling a story today to my guys. We we're talking. I was like, I sacrificed growth for systems. Now I can go into growth mode real heavy because I have the systems to do it. Because uh, I remember the first two years of my timeshares, getting my timeshares, and that was hell. I had no systems for it. So it was hell. You just, all your time goes to this, 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 and you don't have the systems and you I grew it too fast. But that's what taught me, hey, hold up, slow yourself down, get systems in place, then grow, you know? So, so now I walk in with the system, then you can go ahead and grow. You know what I mean? You can just grow gradually or however much you want to. You grow by how much the system can support. So, yeah, measure twice, cut once, right? Exactly. That's, that's a perfect saying for it, you know? Yeah. So, is, go ahead. So, you're going to, so after you sell this, this condo, you plan on picking up three more units over there? And, uh, if and, I can, uh, if I yeah. can, if the 1031 ex- allows it, if I can get the full 125, we probably can do two or three doors. We can get two or three doors bought, nothing out of pocket. So all we all we pay is setup cost of the furniture and all that. Get those three up and start moving. Nice. So hopefully quarter by the end of quarter one, we'll have a minimum of six new doors into quarter one. Yeah, mm-hmm. minimum of six new doors. Better hurry and do the ten thirty one exchange before Biden takes over. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he <laughs> Congress still in in there, so I don't think he's doing that. But yeah. For sure, though, you know. We'll see how so. that goes. Um, uh, one funny article, well, not funny, but um, I guess you know that lady that runs the the student. Uh, I was kind of like the student loans of the of the country. She lo- she mm. she uh, DeVos is her name or something like that. She 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 manages education or something like that. But she on her way out, you know, because the new regime's coming in, and she was talking about. You know, it's going to be a disaster if they go try to start forgiving all these student loans. And um, it's, it's you know, socialism and this and that. You know, she started going off on, like, this is how this is how terrible it is. And, okay, I can understand some of the gripes of the student loan thing. I don't know where we're going on this tangent. But <laughs> here's the thing, because I, I guess I was thinking about the 1031 exchange. I was like, so it's cool for like a billionaire, let's say like Trump and a lot of those other you know, other people up there, they can rack up, you know, hundreds of millions, billions in debt, and then just 
and then just bankrupt it and not pay a cent of it and none of their personal shit gets touched, right? That's cool. But some somebody making ten dollars an hour somewhere because they're and they have like a hundred thousand dollars student loan sitting on them, they can't bankrupt that shit away. That shit don't go away in bankruptcy, you know. And so how come like the little man has to keep continue getting crushed by this debt nonstop for the rest of their life, where a billionaire, millionaire, the ones that are actually running the country, they can just hey, I don't want to pay it. Boom, boom, boom. Swipe of a pen, they can bankrupt whatever that little company was that they racked up all that debt, and they gotta pay shit, you know. Remember, so that ain't uh, no billionaire anywhere. That's somebody who's educated in tax laws. But I see your point. Right, right. I'm just saying, I'm not arguing. I'm not. You can't have it both ways. You can't just say, okay, it's socialism if we, if we pay for your education. Well, a better example would have been bailouts. You can bail out a billion-dollar company, but you can't bail out a dude who just went to school, got an education. Perfect that's good, example. That's a yeah, good example, bailout. too. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, you can go bail out all these big, huge corporations. But on the flip side, it's like flip sides to the argument. Because on the other side is, yeah, you bailed out this big corporation, but this big corporation is about to bring in a bunch of more drops, so it's a trickle-down effect. Mm -hmm. Um, Having one person consumer debt is good for America because he has to keep on paying, keep on paying, goes to collections, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, We live in a socialist country matter how you look at it we do somebody's going to get bailed out the big corporations or the little dude you know what i mean it's just so we live in this country. i don't know what i don't know what people think that, that we don't like uh literally you can get online and go apply for a bunch of business grants and get tens and thousands of dollars i do it all the time we live in a socialist country like i don't know why people don't know they can do this shit i'm like yeah you can go get i filled out how many grants during covid SBA loans, all that, that shit, socialism for businesses and people with money. We just live in one. Right, right. It, 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 they, they print money. They need to give it to somebody with interest. That's socialist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you don't know how it works, bro, but it, that's socialist. <laughs> I, I got to give you some money so I can collect some interest, bro. I got to have money flow. Like, I don't know if people don't understand it or like, yeah. that's how this shit works. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, yeah, we live in a socialist country. Hell, you. You, how many people playing cash for their mortgage? Not too many of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right, right. You know, so it's just we have educated socialism, meaning you have to be educated in certain areas to get certain benefits. You know. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why when people talk about socialism, like you're a product of it. You know, <laughs> whether you want to look at it or not, you're a product of the shit. You know, we, we live in a socialist, capitalist country. A socialist capitalist country, yeah. 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 That pretty much sums it up pretty good right there. Yeah. yeah socialist you know. capitalist. You just gotta get in where you fit in around here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is you about to slave for the dollar the rest of your life? Are you about to try to get up, get your hustle so you can go enjoy your time? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You so know. how do you think how do you think this whole COVID thing is gonna play out the next few months? Uh that's a good question. I mean, I, I think it's something that everybody should could should consider. Um if you're growing your business, because, you know, I'm in a growth phase, I'm growing my business. I think, I think, like I said, blue states are going to shut down. Um, I was, we were just talking to a guy today. He was talking about he can't wait for the vaccine to come out so he can go get a vaccine so he can leave his house. I'm like, hey, to each his own. I ain't getting no vaccine. But, you know, I don't know. I think that, you know, depending on where you are, I think it's very location dependent. You know, so. Will they shut down again? I don't know. Will they force vaccines? I don't know. 
I'm hearing people thinking they're going to force vaccine back. People thinking like, no, nah, it'll continue back to normal. Some people think 2021 is going to be just like 2020. So hmm. it's going to be interesting. Like, I mean, I, I would ask someone like you, you've had COVID or whatever. You felt like, hey, you can get over it. Like, does it feel like a cold? And if it feels like a cold, then do you feel like the country should be shut down? I don't, I don't think it should be shut down. And, but I do think that um, like for m- me, for example, I'm, I, I know that I, that I have it or had it or whatever, wherever I'm at with it right now. Mm-hmm. So I ain't going, I ain't going to go around to old people. I ain't going to go see my parents. I ain't going to go put people that, that are, that this, they could really fuck up. I'm not going to put them in danger. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But that's just me. Maybe there are cra- people that don't give a fuck and that will put people in danger. So it's, 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 it's a tricky situation. You can't just, can't just, you know, paint it one way or the other. So I don't know. I think, I think it's not, man, I, I don't want to say it's not as dangerous. It's, if you look at, if you, if you read the news for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you think the world's coming to an end, right? Because <laughs> I mean, every article, and then if you click on one of those articles, then a hundred more articles follows you, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so you think the world's coming to an end, but you go outside, you do a right, you know, right, go out there, take a walk. It's like, it's like normal, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so I, I, um, I try not to, to freak out or panic about things. And I just, I just play it safe. You know, we're, we're staying in the freaking house and, um, and that's all, that's all we can do. Luckily you can order everything online to your house now. Right. Or just go pick it up and they'll put it in the back of your car for you. And, um, so it's, 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 I guess protect the ones that need protecting maybe and let everybody else go about their lives. Maybe that's, but you know, that's, that's uh, herd, herd immunity, man. <laughs> Yeah. Now, gonna, you know I, I don't, i'm not seeing that's what i tell people man if you want to go out there without a mask and you want to go out there with the mask that's your business do your thing you know um but i mean uh i don't know how it's gonna react but i, I do think that if you're it, it, i don't want to say stay away from the blue states that are very i would say if you're in a blue state like that make sure you have strong leases you know like a strong beast, like, hey, if this goes on, I'm out, you know, I got 60 days to get out of here, whatever, whatever it may be, you know, mm-hmm. but I'll do it in every state, really, because you don't know who's going to do what, but, but right. Texas, I don't think they slowing down, they seem to be pretty open, you know what I mean, so. Everybody keeps moving here, too, man, in droves. Yeah. yeah. It's insane, man, are we getting traffic like LA and shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Dallas has grown to, what, the third largest metroplex in the U.S.? Holy um, shit. VFW, third largest metroplex. So yeah, it's growing. I, I guess so so you're confident in investing right now in the time in the height of COVID mm-hmm. because you know or you assume that it's gonna like dissipate some. Yeah. When everybody's fear. When everybody's fearful, be greedy. When everybody's greedy, be fearful. Yeah. yeah. And that's I'm not saying it's going to get worse, but I guess you just see that there's a lot of these vaccines coming out. So that's, that's something, right? Yeah. I'm kind of, might not cure it. You might be, you know, people be apprehensive about getting the vaccine, but it just puts people's in their head that, Hey, these vaccines, people are getting them. Let's go back to normal. Now it might not even make a difference, but it might be a placebo effect. Exactly. I think that's what it is. Dan. I think that's their way of um, covering up their scamdemic. But, um, <laughs> but that's just me. I'm, I'm just joking. I don't think it's a scamdemic. 
But I'll just say that's my, you know, I think they have a way of getting it back out there. Because I think they, I don't know if they need everything back to normal because most remote workers are remote and we're doing just fine. Um, I've seen a lot of commercial real estate up for these though. Now, I don't know. I've always been, I've drive by them and I consider like, yo, what kind of business right now would really pop off during COVID? You know what I mean? Like commercial business, you know what I mean? So that's one consideration I have. Cause you can get a cheap lease right now for pretty, pretty cheap. So it seems like Kim and Am or Kim and Ann are scooping up some commercial yeah. spots, right? Definitely. With the hair industry too. So, you know, you can't go wrong there. That's true. And that's big money right there. Yeah. And all you're doing is leasing spaces. I love, I love their business model. See, and I, that's, that's one thing I've been trying to find, you know, if I can find something like that, I'd be interested. You know? <laughs> yeah. They'll teach you, man. They, they know their shit. Cause they, they just opened up another, uh, and it's crazy in the middle of COVID. Well, not in the middle of COVID. This was before COVID hit, um, down here in South Arlington, they just opened up a whole nother like shopping store, shopping center right now. Now a liquor store would be a good one to have. Cause they opened up a liquor store right here. I'm like, hmm, that would be a good one to have during this time. People are drinking. <laughs> you know? Especially yeah. if you can lease sublease it, you know? Yeah. I wonder how many alcoholics COVID has created. Well, a lot. <laughs> right. So I mean, else to do was stay home and drink, you know? Yeah. And, and there's certain things like that's what I'd be trying to look at when I was looking at like commercial real estate. Cause I knew it was going to take a hit. Like, Mahogany's office shut down. They were just like, forget it. We don't even need y'all here. So they just shut, shut the office down. Like, cause, and I knew a lot of jobs to do that. Because you realize, man, y'all sitting in this office, you can remote into everything from your computer. What's the point of going to the office? You know what I mean? So, And a lot of people are taking advantage of it. I know I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, If you had a, a company like the one you work for, would you want everybody working remote? There's no advantage to having them working together? Yeah, I want them working. I mean, I could see – trying to think what – I really see no advantages of being in the office. At first, I was apprehensive about it because I'm like, man, I got to – my th- reason why I was apprehensive about it is because I have routines and threw off my routine. Every morning I get up, I go to the gym. Now I had to be, we had to build the garage gym. Now I do that in the morning. If they made me go back to the office, I guess I could easily adjust to it, but I'd be rather, I'd rather be at home now. And I think that's an issue that might, a lot of jobs might face. You can have these people working from home. And then also they're shutting schools down in North Texas up here. They're shutting a whole bunch of schools down. So you got people working from home, kids working from, kids are at home, little small kids are at home, you know, so. You know, I, I just thought of something like because um, I heard this this episode of Bigger Pockets. This guy was on. He he's an investor out of uh, California, and he said that he said he did. You know, he you know how they do the the you know the, the ah, at the end of the Famous Five, whatever the, where the, you go through a deal, a deep dive. And um, one of his was he bought this big old house over there in Southern California. It's like um, four bedrooms and big kind of a big house. So he what he did he Airbnb all the rooms. And then in the bottom, he made out of the garage, he made a, like a really nice office area for him. And that's where he expanded his business. And uh, he goes, he, I guess he bought it for, I don't know, let's say he bought it, for, you know, it needed work and stuff. He bought it for around a hundred grand. He said he sold it like for like 500 grand just a few years later, you know, he made a big old profit. But I was like, man, if you build like a really nice freaking office in a house nowadays, especially how things are going, 
and people are looking at houses like, holy crap, I could work from this. This is a perfect spot to work. It has all the, you know, high speed, everything hooked into the walls, this and that. That'd be a great selling point for homes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Offices. Yeah. Because I just, um, I just did my office. Um, I just, I'm about to get my office closed off. So, yeah, offices are definitely a hot thing right now. That is definitely the truth. So. You build some walls there? Yeah, I'm going to put a wall, put a, build a wall wall out up in here so okay yeah no. so yeah i'm gonna I'm uh i'm gonna get that done but yeah i mean there's so many opportunities out here like he said he built the office in in a air in a house and then he ain't got to pay the office fees then he can write off a percentage of the taxes on the house that's what i'm doing with mine i'm writing off like 700 square feet for tax purposes so you know it's always opportunity out there <laughs> So I'm speaking of bigger pockets. I'm reading uh Brandon Turner, not Brandon Turner. I'm sorry. David Green's bird book, man, that really taught me a lot. So I'm finishing that book up. That's a, that's a, that's a great book right there. Yeah. Powerful. I heard the, the audio version of it. It's really good. It's powerful. I was like, man, I, I found so much stuff. Like I'm reading that book and I'm like, man, there was so many things I could have done better on my first bird. Cause he's talking about, he's getting 70% return on his money. It's like, damn. I'm, I'm, I got my first and only got 33% return, but I'm like, man, I'm going to double it up next time. So <laughs> Only 33. That's pretty fucking good. Yeah. 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 33 is good, but 77, I'm trying to be in there. And I was like, Oh yeah, I finally found out where I can, uh, you know, improve. So my favorite part of the book, I don't know if you got there yet where it compares, you know, Tom versus, uh, yeah, yeah. John. yeah where mm-hmm. it compares those two guys. And one yeah. of them is just traditional. like me, he's a traditional, like I'm buying one house a year. Okay. That's, that's fine for me. But the other guy, he saved up for the first five years. He saved up $80,000, right, to yep. buy the first house cash. Yep. So he can go in there and fix it up and pull all the money out, burr it. And he said he might have been like five houses behind that guy. But like within a couple of years, he was already like 20 houses ahead of that guy. You know? <laughs> next year, I know next year I'm picking up bare minimum. Depending on how this 1031 goes, three houses in my name. You know what I mean? Yeah, Bare minimum. Yeah. Just a, using the birth strategy. And not only using the birth strategy, finding out how to do, how to use OPM. That's the key. Once you can use OPM to do the deal, Mike Glassby, he hooked me up that game. He, he dropped some heavy gems that night, and I was like, man, I took it straight into action. I was like, okay. Yeah, so if you once you learn how to use OPM, then you just start using your business side to do the rehab because acquisitions where you need, you know what I'm saying? Acquisition, hard money lenders. Okay. But once you get into private money, I was like, hell yeah, that's what you, that's what you got to do. With. Yeah. OPM for those who don't know is other people's money. Yes, sir. Other people's money. So it's all about once you get that OPM, you know, you can do little loans here, little loans there, get to get the deal acquired, um, you know, then fix it up on a business line of credit or something like that where they don't see it. <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, man. You think you think rich people use their own money to invest? No, sir. You know, and, and you know that, that book. I, I tell anybody read the Bird Book, man. That that shit's power. That's a powerful ass book. Like he he drops a bunch of gems in there. Um, but yeah, I was, I, I was talking to to a co to a coworker, today, not a coworker, but a friend today, and. They have all this money in the bank, man. And I was reading the Burr book and I was listening to what they were doing. And I was like, 
man, I wouldn't do that, man. They're, 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 they're about to buy a multifamily house, you know, right now you got to put down 25% just to get mm-hmm. in the door, you know, with most unless, unless they move into it, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, unless they move into it. But, you know, a lot of people don't want to play that game. Um, and they, they're showing me this this uh, eightplex, four and eightplex they were looking at buying. And, like, I, I looked at the down payment. I'm like, you going to drop 90 grand for that? They're like, yeah. I'm like, dang. I'm like, man, you can buy, like, six houses with that, dude. <laughs> but I was like, <laughs> but I was, I was like, you can get six houses after you get the six houses, 1031 them, and then go get you like a 40 unit. You know what I mean? Something like that, you know, Mm. just how you think about it. But it's just, it was like what you said the other day, man. Sometimes we get to talk about this real estate shit and we'd be like, damn, we do know a lot, you know, just as the stuff we've been doing and the people we're exposed to. But I would be like, yeah, bro. I'm like, I ain't dropping 90 grand on no house (laughs) right now. I Oh, no, but yeah, that's what that's exactly because I was talking to a young dude at work and um and he, he just started there not too long ago. He transferred from another spot and I saw him. I see him a lot. And I was like, hey, man, he's like, you, you're picking up a lot of hours. And he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, save up. I'm trying to get my first house. He's like, oh, you got to get you a house. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, um, have you ever thought of, um, you know, becoming a landlord? He's like. Uh, I know. I don't know. That sounds cool. I think I know people that do it. I was like, well, I said, if you could, if you could do it, since you're young, you said you single. He's like, yeah, you know, single, you're young and single. He goes, I would definitely go for a multifamily property first. I would, I would, I said, here's, he goes, I would get a duplex at least. And here's why. And I was telling him, cause you only have to put 3% down to get a duplex. It's not that much more than trying to get a, a single family home. Mm-hmm. I said, and then you only have to live there for a year and then you can move to the next one. And I said, if you rent out one side, it'll probably pay for the mortgage for both of it. So you'd be living for free. Then you hop out of that one and you have two rentals and you hop into the next duplex and it goes in a few years, five years, you'll have like, you know, 20 doors. And he, <laughs> he's, oh, that's really good. That's good. It's like, yeah, man, just, if you ever have any questions, just holler at me. I just, I, I don't know a lot. I mean, I know, I know a little bit. But um, but yeah, just simple things like that, and you'll be building wealth really quickly. You know? I was telling nobody, yeah. <laughs> I was telling this dude that this dude, dude, I was telling this dude, man. If I was, if you're young, single, the first thing you should buy is a multifamily, a fourplex. Really, honestly, buy a fourplex. Buy a fourplex for the first four years. That's sixteen doors, dog. You're done. <laughs> you're, you're single. You're done. All you do the rest of your life is now go increase your, you know, go increase your cash flow. You're done. You know what I mean? So, right, right, yeah, right. You know. Do it while you're young and single, because you get a wife and kids. They don't want to live in a half of a duplex. You know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> find somebody who, if you have a girl, find somebody who's willing to sacrifice and do it. You know what I mean? But if you're young, single, and you want to get a house, man, get you a multifamily, get you a fourplex, man. I would definitely get a fourplex route, house hack it for three years, man. And see, he like I said, he works at where I work. You know, at the airlines. And there are duplexes in, in Bedford and Ulysses. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of duplexes or three tri tries or quads, mm-hmm. or whatever, are usually in the in not the best part of town, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. for some reason, there's a bunch in Ulysses and Bedford, mm-hmm. and that's right up from the airport, man. So that's that's a perfect spot for them. Oh yeah, perfect, bro. Yeah, I do yeah. that all day. Because I've seen them. Because I used to live over there by Sam Houston School, and those have duplexes all around the, the school and in, in, in Arlington. You know, Sam yeah. Houston. Yeah, mm. but those are that's kind of ghetto. It's kind of it's kind where's of, that at? It's right in the middle of Arlington. It's like I guess Pine in, 
right out in between Pioneer and our and Arbrook, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I was trying to buy a duplex over there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little. Yeah, it's a little yeah. ghetto. A little bit. Yeah, it's a little hood over there. <laughs> <laughs> I got a house over there, but hey, it's, it's, it's you do good. Yeah, that's right. where your house was. It's right. Yeah, it's right uh, across the street from. Well, right down the road from from Sam Houston. So it's New York, right off New York and Pioneer, kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, I know where you are. New York and Arkansas, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I liked it. It was an it was, it was the right part of town yeah. for me, you know. But you know, the the renters have been there for fucking four years now, so I guess they like it. Can't beat that. So you doing any pickups? Are you doing hundred percent arbitrage now? <sighs> that's that's the thing I've been wrestling with, man. I mean. Arbitrage is cool, but I, st- I still want to do. I still want to pick up, you know, tangible a property a property that I own or quote unquote own. Me and the bank own together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you I should. Still man, get I'm that. telling you, you should start burning properties, man. It's like the best thing to do, man. Burn a property. Yeah, get yeah. you a hard money lender. Just burn one, man. Find it. Just get a wholesaler or whoever network. We got all the tools we need, man. You borrow property. First one you do, you're like, damn, I'll do this shit again. Like, I can't wait to get my hands on another one. <laughs> like, bro, I can't wait. Now, what about the seasoning period? Hmm? The six-month seasoning period? Yeah. You have to wait yeah. six months before you can pull money out? Correct. Then, see, I've been breaking that down, too. I told you I broke my business down into three parts, right? Arbitrage, timeshares, bird, and uh, acquisitions, which are birds, like the ones I own. Mm-hmm. So what what I was doing right now is I did um, I use most of my own money for this one. You know what I mean? I use my lines of credit, things like that for this one. So next next time, my goal is to get private money to acquire the deal. I'm going to use private a private money interest only loan to acquire the deal, and then I use my own uh, capital or my business lines of credit to rehab it. Then I pull all the money out. I balloon payment my uh, I balloon payment my uh, private money lender, and then I get him all his money back. Then I keep whatever's left, or if nothing's left, oh well, you know what I'm saying pay off my rehab costs. That's how I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it from now on. And then, therefore, I can have one of those going because that's all private money. Don't nobody see it. Then I have another one going on with hard money. So I can now have two going on the same time. Six months hit, you got to refi, whatever. So then, but you might have to wait because you're doing two refis at the same time. But yeah, you can, the seasoning period is usually six months. But David Green said, if you network enough, you can find people who do seasoning periods in four months. So now you're doing, what, three houses a year. Right, right. Yeah. You like working with like a local credit union or something like that? Uh, No, I don't have a credit union. I've been hearing bad shit about credit union, some of them, but you got to really get a client, get a a rapport with them. I'm just going with who I have rapport with right now. You know, right now I've been going with, uh, like right this last one I did, I did a refi and then I did a, uh, I used my business line of credit. So in total I have, I could buy a house with my lines of credit. That's how much I built up. I can buy a house with it, but then I'd be depending upon credit cards to do the rehab. So now mm. I'm seeing if I can find people with private money, people I've done business with in the past, and going from there. Credit unions are good, though, I heard. But you can always, to start off, you can always go to a hard money lender. And you have enough HUD statements that a hard money lender would give you money in no time. Well, you got about, what, four or five HUD statements? You can close on four or five deals. So, I mean, you know. Right, right. 
Huh. Shit. Yeah. That's all they need. Like, oh, you ever closed on a deal? Yeah. Yeah, bro. I got four or five, you know. So what does hard money look like right now? Like what percentage rates? I've seen like nine to twelve percent. Um Well, you saw it at nine? Saw some at nine. Holy shit. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always good, you know what I'm saying? Because right, look, they getting money for cheap right now. They they gonna go down on their prices a little bit too. Mm. You know, nine, twelve, and I think I seen one for fifteen. So, that's high. That's high. Yeah, that's high as hell. <laughs> Shit. How many points do you have to put up? I didn't see the points. See, that's one okay. thing I didn't really see. I just seen the interest, and I was just kind of leveling my odds out. Like it would be better to have private money. Because back in the day, it was like three to five points, which means. 3,000 to 5,000, they call it points, but it's like three grand or five grand. You know, that's mm-hmm. like, boom, that's how much you, that's like, that's like what you're paying them. And then like 12% interest on top of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the, the points, you don't get that shit back. That's, that's money you're paying them. That's like yeah. a fee. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what the points are now. Maybe it's gone down to like two or three, maybe if they're trying, if they're really itching to give away money, right? Yeah. You would, you would take away the initial, come down on the initial payment as much as possible for sure. You know, yeah, that's a fact. But but if you could get it in, you know, getting in good working order, get the house rented, and in the six months get the money out, man, it's shit. Oh, that's why I love the the. Uh, that's why I love the uh, Airbnb strategy so much, because you if you're making two or three times the rent, right, it, it can save your ass if you run out of money. Like that can save your ass if you run out of money. You can now be paying him back with your Airbnb money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you just rent it. Traditionally, you making three hundred dollars. Something go out up in there. Hell, you ain't got no reserves. You know what I mean? So, just just be sure to to buy in um, Airbnb friendly locations, and you could use yeah. that tool. Yeah, that's a fact. Airbnb friendly locations, corporate rent. I mean, there's so many ways you can corporate rent it. You ain't even got an Airbnb, you know. Once yeah. you honestly, the thing is, once you get direct, that's where the play is. Once you get direct bookings, do what the hell you want to do because you're no longer you're no longer accessible to the public. And by the way, I just been, my uh, first day of my direct booking campaign kicked off today with Slick Text and Ma- Ma- Mailchimp. So, I'll let y'all know how that goes. So, oh, it was your first day. Mm-hmm. And I just got I got five stay fives coming to me. For my five units, so hopefully I'll get that subscriber list up to over a hundred to two hundred real quick. So, mm. got some big stuff coming. So I'm I'm really pushing. I told you, 2022, <laughs> I want all direct bookings, man. I got to push hard this year. I'm thinking about hiring a a marketing manager, someone who knows how to market. So, and also, Stayfy has some real good marketing tools too. Mm-hmm. You know, they got some real dope stuff they use. So, so how many how many direct bookings are you getting now? Like compared to um right now i have one person in direct and then i have another one a week later checking in direct after him but she's like a travel nurse but she booked i bet she booked directly um and i can tell you oh by the way if you want to get travel nurses too uh make sure you're on google make sure your business is on google and if you put all your products on google like hey these are my products and then have your website on there they go to your website they have access to all your uh listings that's how i got this nurse so i've been calling you know people call then i give them a number they can call or they can just go on the site so right now i have two direct bookings going on right now one was a previous airbnb client and this one was straight direct from uh, google 
and I use Google Analytics to kind of give me updates on how I'm doing my rankings, how many people are calling me and how many people are searching me and how they're finding me, what they're typing in to find me. So, mm. yeah. So right now I'm not too high because I only got a few places. I'm not too high, but I hopefully with these next five, hopefully with the 20 next year, I can go in with the, I already have the system of getting direct booking. So 2022, man, we hit the ground running with direct booking. So Hell yeah, you're built, you're, um, you're measuring twice to cut once, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> measuring a hundred times actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I said, I put my, I put growth on hold so I could uh, get systems in place, you know? So how many, you, what, what's your goal for the next 2021? How many are you trying to get? Cause you got what? Three, three arbitrages. Yeah. How many? Yeah, you three, I got three long-term rentals, three arbitrages. Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I know at least, at least, Man, every, every time I like compare it to like something that you're doing or some of the other guys are doing, I feel like small. I feel like small, but I'm like, I know I want to get at least, huh? Everybody's where they want to be. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. I want to get at least one more, one more house, maybe two, like purchase, mm-hmm. you know, and to have his rentals and then, um, and a, a few more arbitrages, I guess. I'm not like, I guess I'm not, uh, I don't know. I, I'm at a comfortable spot and. Yeah, I'm at a comfortable spot. I'll see how these things are going. It is addicting though. Once you get enough, once you get one up and running, and it starts. You're uncomfortable. Good. Comfortability brings breeds stagnant behavior. <laughs> I, I get uncomfortable in my own way. I guess people's comfort tolerances are different, right? That's definitely true. Yeah. Because yeah, you just you dive right in, man. You dive in the deep end, shit, and then learn how to swim on the way up. No, nah, that's my. <laughs> I really don't. I, and I made. A, I think I made a video about that. Like. People think I dive off the deep end. I really don't. I'm a, I'm very analytical. Uh, mahogany will, but it helps me though because like, it helps our relationship because she'll just jump off the deep end and I'll be like, hold on, put your life jacket on. Me, I'll have my life jacket on, done all the research, but I'll be looking over the edge, so she'll kick me off. You know what I mean? So then I'll go in. I'm already, already got. I I come back up like, oh, I got a life jacket on. I'm good. So, mm. man, you know, it's it's definitely a perfect balance. That's a good balance. That's a good yeah. balance. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I guess I, I guess I see it because I'm for I'm my my wife's a stay at home mom, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I see I, I guess that brings me the most pride that I'm able to do all this stuff and have a my you know have my mom my mom have my wife be a stay at home mom to the kids. That's I think that's, that's I think that's 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 with that alone I'm, I'm mission accomplished, right? Yeah. Anything else on top of that is gravy. Cause I, I I do see a lot of uh, like friends at work where even their their wives work you know in the same area or, or close by, and mm-hmm. they're both working a shitload of hours, work, working like overtime like a motherfucker, and they're still upside down in debt with you know these these big old vehicles they're upside down on. I'm like, what about the kids, man? <laughs> they're just gonna leave them at a daycare or some shit like that, you know? And like you got your they got the priorities backwards, you know? They're all about their working all these fucking hours both of them to pay for all these giant mcmansions and giant cars and and then the kids are like well you know they're at daycare Mm -hmm. what the fuck is that man it shouldn't be your kids first and then all this other useless crap that's facts people don't think about that that's why i hustle i hustle for my time that's what i want money just creates time freedom and everything else that's what i'm hustling for December 2021, I hope Mahogany's walking off her job. 
That's my goal. December, oh. walk off your job. We have enough. Hopefully, these arbitrages bring us what we want. Be out further out of debt. We good to go. You know. So. And by and by out of debt, what do you mean by what what in particular debt? Uh, car notes and student loans. Yeah, that's all I need to pay off. Once I'm done with those, I'm good to go. <laughs> but see. Yeah. That's the that's the point. When you get to the point where you can pay them off, you're like, man, but I could buy like five more houses instead of pay this shit off. <laughs> well, and, and I looked at it like that, but then I'm like, man, if but if the cash flow coming in on a monthly basis, if I'm getting thirty thousand on a monthly basis, cash flow, you like shit. I'll pay ten thousand dollars off. Shit, I'm getting it back again next month. <laughs> then I'm chilling, you know. Throw some in the investments, you know. So one thing I noticed I need to step myself up is I was reading the book The Millionaire Next Door. He said. Most rich, all rich, most rich people have 20% of their um, wealth in stocks. And I did, like, <laughs> I did like a little thing of my wealth and I only had like 0.6% in stocks. So I was like, <laughs> I got hot in the stock market game. So I bought a bunch of Pfizer, Moderna and all that. I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and get in the stock market game. Mm. Yeah, those things are shooting up like crazy. Yeah. But other than that, you know, yeah, but I, I'm definitely, it's definitely, you got to be, have time for your family, man. That's all it's all about. That's the number one thing right there. Straight up. That's why we do this. Yeah, man. People can have freedom, man. Get your freedom, man. Get your freedom. Yeah. Cool, man. That's a good episode. A little yes, sir. In the moment, the Rona Ep. Yeah, the Rona Ep, episode 144. <laughs> oh, where are you traveling to? I'm going to Houston. Oh, okay. That's yeah, right. Just, uh, we're get, picking up the keys, making copies, putting on lockboxes, passing them off. And I'm chilling. <laughs> yeah, I'm chilling. I just want to be there for the initial pickup, initial install. Once they get all that done, be chilling. Get my stay file all set up. My uh, direct booking flyers in there. We ready to roll. Okay. When is um, Sarah setting up your units? Friday. They gonna start Friday. Oh shit! Already. Yeah. Damn. Friday. They're 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 moving nonstop. Oh, they don't stop. Man. <laughs> she don't stop. Man. They they hustlers because they what Friday? I think what. And they said they're going to be done on the 13th. So, uh, I'm like, man, my Airbnb money looking good next month. Well, this month, really. And I'm like, I'm going to start pre-marketing <laughs> real soon. So, man. But yeah, man. It'll be good to get five more. And then they'll be in Houston. You know, I'm trying to really. So, when you go to my direct booking website, you got multiple places to go. You can go to Houston, Arkansas. You know, we'll start, we'll start really branching it out. Nice. Yeah, grow it, man. Yes, sir. But yeah, man, we're going to get you 10 arbitrages by the end of next year, man. Ah, fuck it. Let's do it, man. Yes, Let's sir. do it. I'm down. Yes, sir. <laughs> do it. Yeah, what? Yeah. Because then, you know, I even thought that when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. I had this kind of mentality. I remember thinking about delivering papers, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, well, if I deliver papers in one day, I might make, I don't know, five bucks, whatever the fuck the profit was back then. Mm-hmm. It goes, or I could just pay friends, you know, 50 cents each to go deliver some of them. And then, and then I'll profit like a dollar, but I won't have to do shit. I was like, I know it's only a dollar, but I didn't have to do nothing. You know, yeah. I always thought like that. I was like, but I can expand my paper routes and then, <laughs> there you go. then I'll be making $5 for, you know, a bigger area and then $10 for a bigger area for not doing nothing, you know, yeah. everybody's doing the work for me. There you go. So that, 
that's where that's where I'm trying to that's my big shift right now is hiring um hiring people that are smart and that are good at what they're doing you know like hey look like we got sarah sarah fucking she was on the show and then now she's doing our units for us we don't have to go sit there and turn a fucking um uh, crescent wrench or whatever <laughs> whatever exactly that, ikea Perfect. wrench and she's doing on she loves doing it and that's what that's her fucking passion that's what you want pe- people that they're passionate about doing that are working for you man that's that's the... when you get paid to do your passion that is the definition of success my friend straight up Boom. That is what it is. So, so when are you quitting your job? Uh, I'm trying to do 2021 too. If I can. December 2021 if I can. But if not, I ain't tripping. As long as I can get mahogany off. Because we you know we're having another baby next year. So Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm going for number two. So we'll see how it goes. I gotta start looking at the private insurance, you know. You know. Plus private. I wouldn't mind staying on mine for a little minute because then I can like, okay. I can start calculating the cost of three people under under my insurance and then I can just go from there. You know, so Just get on that get on that Biden care, man. No, I want some insurance. <laughs> <laughs> so get on some insurance, and after that, we'll see. We'll try to go see from there. When you leaving? Oh fuck! You know, I, I had thought about this the other day, and I was like, you know, I'm 43 right now. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. It just came to my head. Is that by 45, I want to be retired? So that's two years away. What do you need to get there? Um. I want to, I want to have a good cash flow about, about, I don't know. I mean, if I get enough cash flow where everything's paid, plus I'm, I'm profiting five to six K a month on so top like six, of everything. Six K cash flow? Six. Yeah. After everything's all paid off and said and done, you know, everything's then five or six K on top of that, then I can bounce. Okay. See me, I'm. I need like a year's worth of expenses. I keep it. I had. Uh, I keep it on my board, like what I need. A year's worth of expenses, and then I need my side income to cover twice as much as my expenses. So my my average monthly to cover twice as much as my expenses. Mm-hmm. So it's a few things I got to do, and uh, I'm working on getting there. But the, yeah, and then a, a year worth of expenses and savings too. A year emergency fund. Oh, you got a year to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's hey, I, and I'm gonna tell you, that's what made me realize, yo, if I just keep all my money in the bank, I can reach there faster if I just sit here and burn all these properties. Yeah. I ain't gotta spend no money. Right, right, right. Yeah. And then you're in debt payoff mode and then you're fucking done. Yeah, exactly. Man. It's powerful, man. You know a bunch of you know some stuff. It's powerful. <laughs> yes, it's free, and the truth will set you free. Yes, sir. Well, it's been a great app, man. Good catching up with you. Yes, sir. And uh, you can find us at you know livelettrive.com, livelettrive at gmail.com. Hit us up. Call us. You know, we got we put our phone numbers on there. And um and yeah, keep live letting and thriving, y'all. Yes, sir. Make sure to hit us up on Instagram, on IG. We always on there. We ain't posted in a little minute, but we're about to have some videos coming up real quick. So uh, make sure to follow us on IG at Live Let Thrive. Hey, if you want to hop on our show, hit us up. Come on our show. You'd be yeah. We might end up doing business with you, like like a few of our guests that we've already had on. Yeah, yeah. If you got something to offer, hit us up, man. You got something new. I don't care what it is. You know, something that's valuable to the community of short-term rentals, El Toro, whatever share economy. You got something valuable to offer, definitely. Oh, you're gonna get you're gonna get the Turo guy on. <laughs> oh yeah. You yeah, talked yeah. about that guy. He got like 
where did he get like 30 cars in, in a day or some shit like that? He did some crazy stuff. Crazy, man. Yeah, I'm trying to get 30 different got, dealerships. Yeah, got a few people in the works I'm trying to get on. So I got some heavy hitters. I'll say some young heavy hitters that'll just kind of blow your mind. I got a couple of my hit up, so I'll let y'all know when that happens. You'll be like, dang. It's a mind blowing <laughs> guess. Hell yeah. All right, my friend. We'll see you on the flip. All right, we are out. Peace. Later. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Live, Let, Thrive. Be sure to tune in next week for all the latest in the world of Airbnb and all that entails. Bye-bye.